Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 69. Patch and Beezy are still discussing the something special in the boardroom. And we are off to a strong start this minute, Ben. We are. Because last time we left off with Beasley asking what experience Patch had with toy manufacturing. And we cut off right before an elf pun. So buckle up. We're kicking this minute right off, wasting no time. As Patch says that he is entirely... I'm entirely elf taught. He is entirely elf taught. Play that music, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Which... You know, he says that he is entirely elf-taught, but that's not really a very good pun on on self because he didn't teach himself. He was taught by the other elves. Well, yeah, that's how I got it. He was taught by elves. Right. Like, let's say Dooley or Gooba. Right. right. Goobler. But usually these are puns off from self. You know, like, elf confidence is self-confidence. You know what I mean? And this is be, like, self-taught, but he isn't self-taught. He was taught by elves, so he was elf-taught. What was that What was that one uh, <laughs> that we debated back with uh, when Donner wouldn't eat? Elf control. That's right. We, mm-hmm. we were wondering. Right. If it was self-control or if it was being controlled by elves. <laughs> We're right there. We're right there back again. <laughs> so now Patch is all eager. He's like, what do you say, Beezy? What do you say? Huh? Huh? Well, maybe not exactly like that, but I'm sure <laughs> he you're... Pl- <laughs> he didn't say it like that at all. <laughs> that was the John spin. Oh, what about it, Beezy? Huh? Meanwhile, uh, Patch has turned into like an old-timey uh, 1920s, like, what do you say, Beezy, huh? <laughs> anyway, Beezy then asks what exactly the su- something special is, which is a, which is a fair question. You, you think mm-hmm. uh, Patch has kind of buried the lead here. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. This product of yours, this uh, something uh, special... What exactly is it? So Patch, you know, Patch is the master of uh, selling this thing. He's really building up some, uh, building up to something. It's something that's very easy to make. Uh It's cheap. Uh It's simple. Uh You can turn them out by the thousands. Uh And, And it's got a secret ingredient. So this is the first appearance in the movie of BZ's Uh-huh, isn't it? Because this shows up later on. Yes, yeah. And it, this is not how it goes in the book exactly. So this is, uh, I think this may have been a little ad-libbed by the two of them. I don't know if it was John Lithgow himself, but somebody involved in the production of the movie really loved Lithgow's Uh-huh. It may have been Lithgow that liked it. Could be. It's not the same Uh-huh, though. Like, John Lithgow is, this is like an intrigued uh-huh. When he, later on, when he's talking to Towser, it's an annoyed uh-huh. 
Oh, that's you true. know they're two totally different ahas, even though they're the same word. <laughs> it's contextual clues. <laughs> so how does it go in the book? Oh, in the book, it says patch smiles. It's something that's easy to make. It's cheap, and it was an idea that never would have occurred to him back home. One that even Santa probably would not have had the vision to approve. And he said, tantalizingly, preparing the final irresistible argument. It's got a secret ingredient, which is exactly what happens in the book. But it's the thought process where Patch is saying that uh, Santa would not have had the foresight and the vision to approve what Patch came up with for an idea. Yeah, I can't picture Santa signing off on this. I'm sure he'd... uh... Mm -mm have many reasons not to distribute the special ingredient. Right. You know, safety of children and all. So what happens in the minute is that Patch leans across the table, BZ leans in, Patch extends his arm, opens his hand, and inside the palm of his hand is some of the stardust that makes a reindeer fly. In the movie, I'm impressed by the lighting effect, like the sparkling of the... uh, Stardust and the reflection of that light off of uh, Dudley Moore and John Lithgow's faces. Yeah. That was extremely well done. Yeah. It looks it looks like it's uh, just a spotlight shining on their head, though. Like, if you go back and forth, it's like, a, like they took a flashlight and they went boing under their heads. <laughs> <laughs> but did you notice in this scene that... You know they have pa- they have a BZ's award case back here. Yeah. The corner that is over BZ's head is nicely lit up. The corner over Patch's head is not. It's almost as if like a light is burnt out in his uh, trophy case. Oh, I never really noticed. BZ looks like he's in awe of this sparkling dust, but he has no idea what it is. No. <laughs> I would imagine an impatient guy like BZ would be like, what is it? What the hell is it? So in the book, it says that uh, it's got a secret ingredient, Patch cried triumphantly. He reached into the pocket of his jacket and pulled out something in his clenched fist. He held out his hand and then opened it. In his palm lay a few precious grains of the magical reindeer, reindeer fodder ingredient glinting like captive stars which is exactly what happens but uh it doesn't give you any more you know what i mean yeah i i know they want a big reveal of what the product is and what what it's going to do but it's like i'm just surprised bz is so in awe of it Mm -hmm. well maybe uh Maybe it's because he's never seen anything shine so bright on its own. Maybe. And then, and then maybe in the in the cut between here and the factory where we go straight from here too, maybe Patch explains a little bit more. Yeah, he would have had to have. Like you know, like watch what it can do, BZ. Mm-hmm. And then he like floats around the office temporarily. <laughs> right. So on his desk, he has like this wine decanter and a whole bunch of glasses i tried really hard i can't find exactly what what the um i was trying to see what 
brand, you know, name this was on his desk because it's so like prominent right there in the in the shot. And I couldn't find one like this. But, because uh, I was like, oh, this got to be like an expensive, you know, like fancy looking, fancy named alcohol dispenser with glasses. You know, these are like crystal glasses with gold rims. Like, oh, it's got to be fancy. But I couldn't find anything like it. <laughs> I didn't even think to look for it. So I appreciate, I looked, I appreciate your effort. It took, I looked a long time and I couldn't find anything quite like it. So we cut to later and we are at the toy factory. The door opens and in comes Beezy and Towser. And before we get too far in, I, I just want to point out some signs on the wall. There says Beezy Toy Company. There's a sign that says, This company does not recognize any union, nor should you. I can imagine, I can easily picture that uh, in a mm-hmm. BZ warehouse. But yeah. I didn't know if it was like a jokey sign, but I can also picture that in any number of <laughs> similar factories in the U.S. Yes, I'm sure that that is something that you could easily picture in any of them. <laughs> yeah, the first one that comes to mind, I, I don't know if we should say it because our podcast is hosted on their site, but <clears throat> Amazon. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> Allergies are acting up. And then it, there's a time clock, and it says all employees must clock in ten minutes before factory commences work. Now, Ben, you've you've uh, had some experience with factory work in your day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is is that pretty pretty normal protocol for a factory? Yeah. When I worked at a factory, I was uh, work started. I'm I'm going to use actual times here because nobody knows where I worked. So, at work, actual started at five forty five. But we had to be in the meeting room before our shift started by 15 minutes to learn what happened on the previous shift before starting work at 5.45. So we had to be there 15 minutes before our actual day started. So, yes, that's pretty normal. And then my favorite sign is the one that's (laughs) directly behind them as they enter. Mm-hmm. That says positively no smoking. Yeah. And, and BZ, of course, is holding his big old cigar as right. he comes into the positively no smoking warehouse factory. It, the rules do not apply to the boss. <laughs> I tried to find, I can't find, see this stack of boxes next to BZ. I did the, notice that, yeah. I tried to find that either. I don't think that's a real logo because I couldn't find a logo that looked like that either. I wouldn't be surprised if they just got like some generic kid themed yeah. boxes because it doesn't yeah. say BZ. It's like silhouettes no. of like kids playing. It looks like it's a whole bunch of just um, like stick figures holding hands. Oh, really? Yeah, with, maybe you um, can see it better on your copy. And then there's a red line underneath it. And I couldn't uh, couldn't quite. I'm sure probably the red line says BZ in yellow writing. Like it's a red line with BZ in the middle with yellow writing. And it's a whole bunch of like stick figures holding hands going all the way around the box. So those may have actually been like a clip art, you know, like an artist made those for this movie. So then we see, a, like, a shot of, like, how abandoned the factory currently is. Yeah. I was curious if they just uh, 
used a real factory, but I suppose it could also just as easily be a soundstage because a soundstage wouldn't need yeah. uh, too much work to look make it look like that. Yeah, I would imagine that a soundstage would look like this if it was empty, you know. Yeah, we got a little peek on our honeymoon all those years ago. We went yeah. on the VIP tour at Universal Studios. This is an awful lot of lighting for a warehouse, though. Like, from working at a warehouse <laughs> in a previous life, uh, this is a this is very bright. You know what I mean? Like, warehouses in general are not this bright. So chances are it was a Pinewood soundstage that they converted into Yeah. into this. That would, yeah. I think that, that would be my guess as well. Now, BZ is in a very good mood. Look around you. No strikes, no smelly workers, no payroll. It's practically paradise. I imagine strikes are probably a common thing <laughs> with BZ's uh, <laughs> workers. Yeah. It all feels surprise. It still feels very relevant. It does <laughs> to this day. I, I could, you know, I can see the Amazon uh, comparisons. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like um, this part of the movie specifically has really aged well. You know what I mean? It, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with it's a bad thing that it is aged this well that you could pretty much kind of see this happening today and it wouldn't really make you bad an eye you know like you're not watching this part of the movie going oh that doesn't happen yeah i'm you sure know? in 1985 this is like a cartoonish like exaggeration right of a like a greedy evil businessman mm -hmm. still giving this toy away for free again with the toy which is even more frustrating when we get the next minute well yeah, I mean, considering Towser now knows. Yes. You can't say that they don't know what it is because Towser in his hand <laughs> is holding what it's going to be. The prototypes, and yeah. The prototypes of what it's going to be. And so it's not like it's a secret anymore. They know what it's going to be. That, Dr. Towser, is why I am a captain of industry and you are an insignificant schlepper. Now that next line is interesting because I didn't think um, Towser was referred to Dr. Eric Towser anywhere in the movie, but there you just heard BZ refer to him as Dr. Towser. So now i got to keep my ears open to see if he's referred to as Eric at any point during this movie. I don't know why Towser keeps working for this man. <laughs> well, he, he seems like the, the, the type who would, uh, you know, be the yes man. Yeah, he gets bullied around and he just sticks with it. But he he's he clearly has the experience and the knowledge to be an asset to many a companies if he's <laughs> a Dr. Towser. That having to work for BZ... It seems like it should, it's like the lowest level that you could get to. <laughs> now, the book referred to him as title being like the head of research and development. Because that makes sense, because he's going with BZ right now to get mm -hmm. Patch's opinion on the prototypes right. that are in the little briefcase there. So according to the dictionary here, there are uh, two meanings uh, for the word schlepper. The... Uh, it says it has a U.S. and a British <laughs> definition. One is uh, informal, derogatory, an incompetent, awkward, or foolish person. 
and the other meaning it says a person who carries things, a servant. I guess either one of those could yeah. apply to Towser. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, there's I, also a third. There's also oh. a third meaning, also derogatory. A person who wanders aimlessly or is slow to act. You know that could also so, yeah. apply in this uh, in this instance. Yeah, this is definitely a triple meaning word that works one hundred percent. You know, it, to go back to whether or not this is a real factory or a soundstage, I'm going to go with the soundstage again because this is. See how high these shelving racks that are they're walking up to right now next to the Coca-Cola machine? Okay. You need a forklift to get to that top rack. Oh, yeah. And the only way that you would be able to get to that top rack with a, a forklift is you'd have to drive all the way over back where they came in, up that ramp, around the corner, and then to get your forklift to these upper racks and that space between the upper racks and the railing is not very far. And even though it is doable, I would say that probably it would be quite often that a forklift would go off the side of that platform. <laughs> Going back to that Coke machine for a minute. Yeah. This was a, a so de- funny. Yeah. This was a detail. I didn't notice till we saw that uh, screening in the theater. Yeah. But on that Coke machine also, once again, mm-hmm. product placement by Coke, they snuck in another one. They did. But spray painted on that Coke machine is a graffiti reading, down with BZ. Yep. Now, do you think that was spray painted there by a disgruntled worker, still employed? He was getting soda out of the machine, just spray painted it on, went back to his shift. Or do no. you think it was somebody who was... He just got the word from, I imagine it would be Towser came in and fired everybody. And then yeah. he spray painted down with BZ on the soda machine. Yeah, I would imagine that when they came in and told all of these workers who were clearly in the middle of working, because the place is a disaster. Oh yeah, they're like boxes on the floor yeah. and stuff. Like everybody just dropped everything and left. They just threw things and left. And I would imagine that is when, I don't know why they would have a can of spray paint with them, <laughs> but... You know, whatever. Maybe they snuck back in or something. Could be. Maybe there's a reason why they have the security guards and stuff now. But there's also a sign on the wall that says, Quantity is your responsibility. Normally it would be quality, not quantity. (laughs) So So that one is kind of a jokey sign. Yeah, yeah. There's also a BZ toy company then sign like right between that quantity sign and the coke machine Mm -hmm. the text is too small i cannot read it it looks like some maybe some sort of rules and regulation like company policies maybe yeah i can't read it either so i wanted to add to this is um do you know when this particular minute is happening no i don't know when this is happening in the timeline is that what you're asking yes yes So them going to the toy company is on a hot, humid summer day on Long Island. Okay, so we have another clue to Uh the timeline for you to add to our movie timeline. We we are figuring it out. We are cracking the code here. (laughs) So this is summertime. So Patch has been working for him for about six months. So the last thing we see before our minute ends, um, BZ starts to explain his master plan. Sure, the first Christmas is free, but the next one, 
We say, so you want it again? Bigger, better. Well, this time it's going to cost you. How much? I don't know, 100. So you'll want to come back next week because we are going to be talking a lot about Pew, so I can feel it. And you got to know what the prototypes are. I know, that too. You know, that's a big thing. We got We finally figure out what this toy what is, is going to be. What is the special, something <laughs> special toy? <laughs> toy patch, NBZ. <laughs> For an elf and a toy maker, they seem to be very confused on what a toy is. It gets more frustrating now that I think about it and I haven't thought about it before like a week or two ago now it's the only thing i can talk about and think about like it's not a toy it's not a toy well more on that next week i hope you're looking forward to it and ben I, i'm excited because you're going to learn everything you ever wanted to know about the color puce what is there to know about the color puce surprisingly quite a bit oh okay I'm trying to trying to tease people to come back. Okay, I'm looking forward to there the. Could, there could be somebody out there who's like, oh, I've listened to the past sixty nine <laughs> episodes. I'm almost done here. Oh, they're going to oh, talk they're... about pews. <laughs> oh well, I'm going to come back. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I was going to just leave now. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. So come back next week for a pewstastic. <laughs> oh gosh. Podcast. <laughs> It'll be practically paradise. Oh, no. Stop popping your peas. So, Ben, where can they find us online if they want to reach out and talk about the color puce? Or my theme park design. That, that's true. you got to bring that up again. <laughs> anyway, you can reach us at Santa Minute on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And you can email us, Santa, by the minute, at gmail.com. And Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. For free!